turn with me in your Bible to Ephesians. Chapter 1, Ephesians, chapter 1, and we're going to be looking at verse 17. It says that the God of our Father, I mean, excuse me, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being opened, being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now hold your place right there and turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. And look at what it says in verse 13. It says, Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I want to use for a subject matter this morning the value of knowing Jesus Christ. The value of knowing Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've got value. And turn to your other neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I've got value. You got value in Christ Jesus. See, when I think about knowing Jesus Christ for myself, I have to begin with how much he first loved me. And the Bible says to understand that, that I have to go to the book of Philippians where it says in chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, it says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation 
he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. See what that says to me that Christ had all that he needed in heavenly places with God. But he decided for you and for me to give up all his heaven authority and come down and become a man that I might have the right to the tree of life. Now that's love. Because see, with you and me, we wouldn't just go to those extremes just for anybody we don't know. But God loved us so much that he gave it all up. The Bible said even to go to the death of the cross that we might live in heavenly places with him. And I just think that that's the value that he gives for me. And for me to understand all about what he did, it means that I've got to be able to comprehend all that he did in the aspects of the cross for me. Because the Bible says that in our text, it says in verse 18, Paul said that you, that you may know. See, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to think about it, and it's one thing to to feel that you know, but we really got to know for ourselves. And to be able to do that, it says that we've got to understand and to grasp and comprehend the resources that we have in God. And Paul describes what all of those resources are when you look back on our text, if you go back into verse 3 through 14, the Bible says that Paul says that there's a list, a long list of blessings that's made up for you and me. The, when I researched it, they said that all these blessings, it's just like a long sentence of all that we have in Christ. And he says in these blessings, he says that we have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He says that he calls us to be holy and blameless. That we're chosen from the very foundation of the world. He says that we are children predestined unto the adoption of Jesus Christ. 
See, when, I'm, when you find somebody that's adopted into a family, that means that they have every right, every privilege that comes with that family. I've got every right and every privilege being an adopted child of Jesus Christ to walk in the blessings that he's already laid aside for me to have. It says that I've got all the praise and the glory of his grace. It says that I'm accepted in the beloved. You know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be accepted. And, and, and I, can, I can really say it for sure because when I came here to Clarion Call, I was just accepted. And it made me feel like I'm a part of something. See, it's a wonderful thing to be accepted. It says that in all of these blessings, it says that I have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I have the forgiveness of sin. See, Jesus nailed all of my sins on the cross. Everything that I've done wrong, everything I thought I did wrong, he said, it's finished. Everything was nailed to the cross, and it was finished. And if I do do anything wrong, he says, I have an advocate. Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for my sins. I can go to him, and he'll just love on me and say everything's going to be all right. Just confess your sins, and I'm faithful and just enough to forgive you. That's the kind of God I serve. That's the value that I have knowing Jesus Christ. It says that, I have all the wisdom abound towards myself. The wisdom of heaven is abound towards me. And I've known all of the mysteries of the will of God. See, I've got blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings that is mine. And all that God has laid up for me in Jesus Christ. And what it all comes to when you look at that is talking about the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus. It's talking about what we have already inherited through him. Because, see, when you really look at it, the Bible says in Colossians 3.11 that God is, I mean, that Christ is all and is in all. So what that says to me that Christ is to us everything. The Bible says that in Philippians, I mean, in John 5, 15 and 5, it says, and apart from Christ, we can do nothing. But again, it turns right around in Philippians 4 and 13, it says, in Christ, there's nothing I can't do. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. 
because I've got it all in Christ. And the loving Christ and the knowing Christ and the value of what all that is about, Paul is saying to the Ephesian believers is, he says, with all this that you have, and he says, I spent time with you. I, I, I know you. He says, I know that you are a Christian. He says, I know that you are a believer in God. He says, I know that you have Christian love for one another. And I thank God that he saved you. I thank God that you have salvation in Christ Jesus. But, but it's something in this prayer for you that I'm mentioning that there's some more that, that I want him to do for you. And the Bible says, what do you mean more? When I mentioned you in my prayer, I mentioned that there was something else. He said, I'm glad you're saved. I'm glad that you believe. I'm glad that your faith is real, and I'm glad that your faith is evident. But there's something more that's in Christ Jesus that I, I, I want you to understand. And he said, in my prayer, and, and what I'm, I'm asking is, I'm not asking you for more spiritual gifts. He said, I'm not asking you for additional resources. I'm not asking you for more provision. But he says in verse 17, look at it. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Hold it right there. See, when you, when you talk about the spirit of wisdom, we're talking about an understanding in the mindset. We're talking about a reality of, of what you really come to know and understand about God. What you really know about the wisdom and the revelation of the knowledge of him, he's saying that there's an attitude in you that needs to be changed. And, and in that attitude that needs to be changed, it, it's to make available to you what is the real aspect of what you have in Christ Jesus. But that only comes through the wisdom and through the knowledge of him. The Bible says that those things that we receive are only spiritually discerned. We can't learn it on our own. It's got to come from above. And because it's got to come from above, Paul is saying, I, I want you to grasp this. I want you to understand what you really have in Christ Jesus. Because see, I want you to, to know what you have that you might begin to pursue it. Search for it. Look for it. 
See, if I was a brain surgeon, studying to be a brain surgeon, then what I would want to do is I would want to search out the brain surgeon that has the best su success rating. That, that, that he knows how to perform the surgery, that I can pursue him and learn from what it is that brain surgeon does when he's looking into them brains and putting those tendons and veins and, and muscles and carpuscles together. Because if he's successful in doing it, I want to be able to be successful in doing it also. So I need to pursue what it is that I'm going after. If you're a sports person and, and your position is, is being a guard, then what you're going to do, you're going to go to Kobe Bryant and say, how you do that? Because he's one of the best. And Jesus Christ, we just read, said, is our all in all. He's our everything. So it means that if I want to be close to who God is, then that means I've got to get into a mindset to pursue God for myself. If I want to be close to him and know God for myself, I've got to pursue him and learn of him for myself. And that's what Paul was praying for, for the Ephesian church. He was saying that, I want you to comprehend what you really have in God. And he goes about it in saying that there's three forms of what this verse is talking about that brings us to a point of really knowing Christ for ourselves. And it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. See, that when you say the, the eyes of your understanding, he's talking about a mind thing. The way I think, the way I reason, the way I deal with what I go through on a day to day. What is my mindset behind it? Because in that mindset, it, it talks about how God reacts in our lives. And he deals with it from three aspects. And he deals with it from the greatness of his plan the greatness of his power, and the greatness of his person. See, because when we really look at the eyes of our understanding being open and enlightened, it, it talks about the operation of Christ in our life. What is the length, the breadth, the height, and the depth of our knowing God for ourselves. And the plan with our eyes being open and our mind being at a point where what we're thinking about, he wants that light to be turned on in your mind that brings about a thinking 
on the inside of us that you want to see. What is this relationship with Christ all about? Because, see, when I really want to know Christ for myself, being a part of that plan, you've got to understand that from the beginning of time before eternity, each and every one of us, you and me, was a part of God's plan. Before he even formed the world, when it was without form and void, you were a part of that plan. And because of your being a part of that plan of God, it's talking about me understanding what is the hope of my calling in Christ. If he planned something for me before the world began, then what am I here for? What is the hope of my calling in Christ Jesus? This is what Paul is trying to explain to the, the people in Ephesus. He said, you need to understand what this is all about. You need to be able to comprehend what he did for you in the beginning of eternity. Because when, when you look at it from the standpoint of our life right now, first you got to look at it from the standpoint that you and I was a covenant between Christ and God. He made that covenant before the beginning of time. This is what we're going to do with them. This is what they're going to be doing for us. It was a covenant that was made between God and Christ for you and me before eternity began, and you didn't stumble on this. You was a part of the plan. You didn't come up one day and say, oh, I think I'll give my heart to God today. Nope. You were a part of the plan. It wasn't just something that just happened, don't happen, scan. It was a plan. It was a purpose that God already designed for you and me. And, and in that process, the hurts that we go through, the struggles that we go through, the challenges that we go through, the joys that we go through, all of them are a part of the plan. Because in that plan, God said all things. The hurts work together for my good. The sorrows work together for my good. The joys work together for my good. The wrongs work together for my good. Being talked about works together for my good. All that's going on in my life works together for the good of God. It's all a part of the plan. And the part of that plan, the Bible says, is to bring us to an expected end. There's a glorious end in God for each and every one of us. It's a part of the plan of God for you and for me. So whatever comes, 
Whatever we deal with on a day to day, it's all that the Bible says that we can be conformed to the image of God. He's molding us. The struggle is a mold. The hurt is a mold. The joy is a mold. Conforming us to be to the image of his dear son. We're just being molded to be like Christ. And we can kick against the bricks all we want to. But it's still a process and a plan and a purpose that God designed for each and every one of us. So Paul says in verse 18, this inheritance that you have in Jesus Christ, he said, I want you to look a little bit deeper. He said, what the riches of this inheritance. There's some riches going on in what you've inherited in God. Far beyond what we can ever ask or think. It's just riches. The Bible says that eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the thing that God has prepared for them that love him. Those are the riches. Those things that we can't even see. Those things that we can't even hear. But God has prepared it for each and every one of us. And it's a richness. A blessing. That's prepared for us. Look at what it says in verse 19, and we're going to look at what the greatness of the power is. Verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. Now here in this text, he Paul is talking about three aspects of power that's working in us and through us on a daily basis. First, he says it's the exceeding greatness of the power. That's Deuteronomy's power. That's the inward witness, witness of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, and he's just doing great and mighty things in your midst. It's a Deuteronomy's power. And then he says that it is the working, the greatness of his working, that's the energy in us. You know, sometimes when you're feeling all run down and, and, and oh, I can't go another step, and then that energy power kicks in. And I say, oh, I can go another step now. See, it's an it's a energy power working on the inside of us also. And then he said it's a power that, comes with mighty. And that's your strength. You got strength in God. Strength that you didn't even know you even had. 
We see it all the time. Somebody is, is, is at a point where a car is rolling over their child, and, and the first thing they do is jump out and start pushing the car. I ain't but 105 pounds, and I'm pushing the car because the, the greatness of the power that's inside of me is just giving me the power to do great and mighty things. It's a power that's working inside of you. It's a mighty power. It's a power of strength that's working inside of you. And the Bible says that God's power is perfect in our weakness. So when we feel weak, when we say we can't do this and we can't do that, then the power of God is manifesting itself mightily in and through us. We, we've got power. And when we understand the power that we have, we recognize that there's value in knowing God for myself. There's power in knowing Jesus Christ for myself. See, see we have the power to do the work of Christ, to evangelize, to tell somebody about Jesus, to, to do it seeing and abundantly above all that we could ask the thing. We have the power inside of us to do that. Because the Bible says in verse 20 that that same power that's working in us, it says it raised Jesus from the dead. That's the kind of power that's on the inside of you. Because that same power, when the time comes for us, is going to raise us up. We got power on the inside of us. So in the person of Jesus Christ, we have value in our life. And we have value in all in knowing Jesus Christ for ourselves. So Paul says to us that we've got to get to the point of letting this mind be in us. That was also in Christ Jesus. That's when it gets to the point of knowing God for ourselves. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 3 as I get ready to close. Philippians chapter 3. And look at what it says in verse 13 of our scripture. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. See, I haven't arrived. I ain't even close to arriving. And I can't sit up here and blow my horn and say, I've apprehended, I've made it, because I haven't. I fall short just like a lot of you do. Amen. But he says, those things that I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth unto those things which are before me. I'm looking unto Jesus, and I'm looking and reaching unto him because that's where all my strength and hope and everything that I need lies. It's in Christ. So that's what I'm reaching for. Leaving the crazy stuff behind me. I, I leave that alone. And, and I reach for the prize. 
the Bible says, a remark of a high calling that's in Christ Jesus. And, and let me be the first to say it's not easy. The Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God. It's not easy. But when you recognize that inside you, you've got value. When you reach inside the innermost of your being and say, I am somebody. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Then I can continue to press on those places that are hard. I can continue to push forward on those things that are difficult. See, I, I, I thank God all the time about being a part of Clarion Call because it's so much that I grasp and so much that I learn. And like I said, I'm not perfect. But I do realize that if I keep my hands to the plow and don't look back, that I'll gain that reward that Christ has laid up for me. Again, in closing, let me close by saying this. Pastor, sometimes, it, it was a few weeks back, it was on a Sunday morning, we were getting ready for our Sunday school. And Pastor walked in the door, and you could tell when he walked in the door that he, number one, he had just got off work. You could tell that it must have been one of them kind of days that was a humdinger because he was in here, he was dragging. You could see the kindness on him. And he said something to me, and I don't even think he realized how much he just blew me away. Something that really just, I mean, simple, don't, ain't no big deal like it go dislocation, just something very simple. He said to me, he said, I love the word of God. He said, I can talk about the word of God 24-7 because that's how much I love the word of God. And he don't even know that by saying that, it just... I mean, I don't know if he saw me sitting there. But it, it, it blew me away. Because, because knowing this man the way that I do, I can go to him and I can talk to him about anything going on in life. And he will give me an educated thesis about whatever it is I want to talk to him about. He's able to carry on that conversation. But you can best believe one thing. If you're in this conversation for more than a minute or two, he's going to tell you something about the Word of God. 
He's going to lift up the word of God for you. He's going to let you know that God is able. He's going to let you know that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. He's going to let you know that God is right there with you. Whatever it is you're going through, he'll be able to bring you out of. He'll be able to, to lift you up whatever it is you're going through. He's going to give you a word from God that lets you know that God is able to do whatever it is you need from him to do. And see, that's what I got out of being able to talk about the word of God 24-7. Because we can talk about a whole lot of stuff. But when you can boldly, confidently tell somebody how good God is, boldly, confidently let somebody know, you know, whatever it is you're going through, God can bring you out of it. When you can boldly and confidently tell somebody, God got your back. That's what I learned from that man right there. And see, that's the growth pattern that lets me know that we all have value in Christ Jesus. And that comes from knowing God for yourself. Do you receive it? Glory to God. Glory to God.